What's up, everybody? Um, we're here to go over UFC Vegas 78, uh, Dos Anjos versus Vicente Luque. Um, real quick, I'm going to go over the results of my betting uh, last weekend. Um, had a pretty good night, made some money. Um, as far as my posted bets, I only had two two uh, uh, sorry, two sorry, plays. Um, I had a, a one-unit play on Kevin Holland. That one hit. I had a two-person parlay on Simmelsberger and Bonfin, and that one didn't hit, obviously. And uh, I had these parlays here that I, I cashed these out after Derek Lewis won uh, just because I was trying to get out while I was ahead. You know, um, after Simmelsberger lost, I immediately went and added these. And there's another, there's si over $600 worth of profit right there. And then this one right here, which is a two-man parlay of Bonfin and Kevin Holland. Uh, it's almost $800, $793 there. Um, and I also... Let's see. I guess I forgot to I forgot to take a screenshot um of the ticket, but I did add a play on uh Derek Lewis. He was like a plus uh plus one seventy or something like that. And I was pretty confident, you know, that he was gonna win. You know, he came in looking better than ever with a six pack and honestly I was pretty hammered by the time he was about to fight, so I just added a play on him, about a unit and a half on him, so that was a big plus money play which is why I cashed, you know, I took this one, this one had already hit and I took those other parlays and cashed them out too. I was like, I'm good now, you know? So it came out with some good money, man. And, uh, could have been better on the picks. Um, I think I picked like eight of eight of the fights, right. But I always pick a lot of underdogs. Y'all know that. Um, and any other than that, man, uh, I've been down for like three days. So <laughs> if it, if I sound like crap, it's because I'm in a lot of pain, man. I don't know what I did. I don't know if it's a pinched nerve or or a pinched nerve or a pulled muscle in my back. Um, I just woke up that way. I don't have no idea how I did it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, very painful to sit up in the chair, you know, and, and do this stuff. There's really no way I can sit where I'm not in pain. And uh, this has been like three days of this, man. It's finally starting to ease up a little bit. Um, I tried to do this video yesterday, and I, by the time I got halfway through the card, I was just in, in my back was screaming, you know, and the pain was spreading around my arm up into my chest. So I was like, fuck it, I'll try it tomorrow, man. But I appreciate y'all for putting up with me, man, and uh, and for caring what I have to say. And uh, let's get into this card, man. And then also, man, you know, if you guys have any tips, if there's something I could do that would make my channel better for you guys, you know, please tell me, you know, because I've been trying real hard, you know, with all this stuff. And I've kind of gotten to a point where, like, I've been stuck at the same, you know, amount of subscribers for a few videos. And, you know, I was like, I bought ads and tried to do all that stuff. And it helped with the views, but not with the subscribers, you know. So, um, don't know what else I can do, you know, as far as, you know, getting more people's attention and stuff like that. Um, you know, if, if there's something that y'all think would be better, you know, please let me know. Because... Uh, yeah, I've been stuck around 350 subscribers for a while now. So, and I see these other channels that come on and they're not half as good as me and, uh, they get tons of subscribers and stuff and everything. And of course they've been around a while. Those channels have, but I mean, still, I don't know. I feel like I put a lot into this, a lot of good things, but I'm not going to talk your ear off. That's probably one of the reasons nobody subscribes to my channels because they have to listen to all my bullshit. 
<laughs> for the first 10 minutes of the video. Um, but yeah, this is a card where there's a lot of fights on this card, man, that I'm like, you know, who cares? You know, I mean, um, not a whole lot to get excited about, you know, breaking down the tape on this card. You know, obviously I'm happy we have a fight card every weekend, but uh, this is one of the, uh, you know, the shittier cards, I think, that we've had in a while. And uh, sometimes those turn out to be the most exciting. So, you know, we'll see. But, um, but yeah, man, the only fight we lost so far apparently is uh, Gaston Bolanos versus Marcus McGee. And J.P. By stepped in to face uh, McGee on short notice. So uh, let's get into the first fight, man. And, <clears throat> oh, by the way, um, if, uh, if you don't want to watch my videos, you just want to see my picks and my bets, you can go over to my Instagram it's high kick underscore fight picks. Um, and also there's a Facebook uh, group, high kick fight picks on Facebook. Easy to find if y'all are interested in any of that. Um, and uh, nobody won the contest for the free UFC merch. I'm probably going to do something different uh, with this video. If I haven't already put it on here, maybe at the end of the video, I will. Um, but yeah, let's get into the card, man. So first up, we got Josh Parisian taking on uh, Martin Bidet. And Josh is 34 years old, 6'4", with a 79-inch reach. He is 15-6 and six and 2-3 and three in the UFC, and he's a plus-180 underdog. And, uh, yeah, Josh had a lot of knockouts before the UFC, man, but only one finish in the UFC, only two wins, you know, in the UFC out of five fights. Um, honestly, he's only beaten really low-level heavyweights. Uh, you know, he's going to be a speed disadvantage in this fight. Um, he did have a fight with Walt Harris fall out a few weeks ago. Harris tested positive for steroids. Uh, and I don't think he really needed the steroids to beat Parisian, honestly. I'm not sure why he did that, but uh, he owned up to it. He made a mistake. He said that. And I think it, I think it was something serious, too. So um, I don't really have any good things to say as far as Josh's skills here. You know, um, his takedown defense is pretty bad. Um, I guess he can push a decent pace for a big guy. Um, like he is still improving. He has looked better at times, but, um, you know, he's if he can in this fight, Parisian's going to want to go for takedowns. But I'm not really sure that he'll be able to get Bidet down. Nobody else really has. So uh, Josh is going to have a two-inch reach advantage. You know, that's something going for him. But I just think that there's not a lot that I can say in his favor in this fight. So <clears throat> he's taking on Martin Bidet. He's 31 years old, uh, 6'4", with a 77-inch reach. He is 12-1 and and 3-0 and in the UFC, and he's a minus 210 favorite. And, uh, man, I had, a, I had a big play on Bidet in his last fight, and even though... Even though it paid off, I was extremely disappointed in his performance. You know, he didn't look like the big favorite that he was. Um, he's got six wins by knockout, two wins by submission on his record. He's a big, powerful guy. Um, he probably comes into the fight at 275. You know, he's got to cut weight to get down to 265. Um, hasn't got any finishes in the UFC yet, but, you know, I, I do really think he is better everywhere the fight goes um, in this match. And uh, he has pretty good boxing. He moves pretty well for a heavyweight. Um, uses his uppercuts well in the clinch, uh, decent enough striking defense. Um, yeah, and, and he's apparently a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, just doesn't use it at all. We haven't seen anything at all the, that he has any submissions in the UFC or anything. So um, he can be a pretty slow starter at times. Um, I wish he would throw more kicks instead of just boxing. Um, and I think he wins this fight, man. I think he outstrikes Parisian over three rounds. Uh, Parisian hasn't been getting finished, I don't believe, has he? Mm-hmm. Nope. He has not. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh Bidet to get the win by decision, unanimous decision. Um 
yeah, he's definitely the better the better boxer of these two, and that's how I see this fight taking place is just kind of two two big guys boxing. So, sorry, I'm trying to stay as comfortable as hell, so I'm having to like lean back in my chair and then go back up to the computer, and I got to do it, otherwise I'll be in a lot of pain, dude. I just been sitting around for uh, the past three days watching Quentin Tarantino movies, and uh, I just got through watching Dust Till Dawn this morning. I love that movie. And uh, but yeah, next up we got Juliana Miller taking on Luana Santos. Miller is 27 years old, five seven with a 66 inch reach. She is three and two and uh, one and one in UFC. She's a plus 110 underdog. Um, I'm a fan of Miller's man. She was pretty much the only reason that I watched the Tough Show. You know, the Ultimate Fighter show that season. Um, her best skill set is her jujitsu and her grappling, and the fact that you know she just doesn't stop coming at you the entire fight. And uh, she can really wear on you, you know. And and that being said, I think we saw in her last fight that, you know, even though even though she has a skill set, I don't think it's like fully developed yet. Um, doesn't have a lot of experience, you know. Um, you know, taking on a veteran fighter in her last fight, she was making a lot of mistakes. Um, her striking and her striking defense looked horrible. Um, she was standing really square in front of her opponent, you know, and uh, giving them a lot of targets you know, to hit and, and just really getting pieced up and rush, rushing in and getting caught, you know, and she was really having trouble closing the distance, you know, um, without getting, without getting punched two or three times on the way in. Uh, she was doing a lot of following her opponent rather than cutting off the cage and creating angles, um, which is, you know, striking one-on-one, you know, and, and, uh, you know, she was throwing up a lot of submissions, but, you know, she was throwing them up kind of like, kind of like, wrong or going or, or continuing for ones that she doesn't have kind of holding on. I don't, I don't know exactly what was going through her mind there. Um, and she did keep pulling her opponent down on top of her. And, you know, I wasn't sure if that was on purpose or not. I don't know if she was pulling guard or if she was just making a mistake in the, in the, in the, you know, in the grappling and ended up on bottom. Um, she kept getting reversed, you know, I just wasn't a very good look, you know, and she was a big favorite in that fight. Um, and I want Miller to win, you know, um, one of the pieces of UFC merch that I have is an autographed glove that she autographed and, uh, we keep doing the contest for that. And, uh, you know, this is an opponent that's a little bit closer to her skill level. You know, they're both fairly inexperienced. Um, you know, Juliana's actually had the experience in the UFC a little bit, so she does have that advantage in this fight. Um, she's taken on Luana Santos. She is 23 years old, uh, five, six with a 68 inch reach. She is five and one, and this is going to be her UFC debut. And she's a minus one thirty four favorite. And uh, Luana's going to have a two inch reach advantage, three wins by submission. She's never won by knockout. Um, she has a judo background, has good throws. Um, pretty pretty high level judo practitioner. And uh, this could be a tricky fight because Miller is actually pretty dangerous off of her back. You know that's kind of where she wants to be sometimes. And, uh, you know, which is where Luana's going to, you know, want to keep her. She's going to do her throws and she's going to get her down. And, and just like she's always done in all of her fights. And, uh, you know, Luana is good at, um, uh, she's good at trapping the arm behind her opponent's back from top position and just kind of raining down blows that way. Um, her grappling and takedowns are on point, at least, at least from what we've seen so far, you know, I mean, she hasn't fought the best competition, but she has looked very dominant. Uh, she throws good elbows on the ground. Um, I'm picking Santos to get the win by decision, but I really wouldn't get heavily invested in this fight. You know, you got, you got two relatively inexperienced fighters that are, you know, constantly working, you know, Miller might come in here looking like a whole new fighter, you know, so I wouldn't get heavily invested in this fight. Next up, we got Marcus McGee taking on JP Buys. 
Excuse me for a second. I'm going to grab some water. Oh. I know y'all love hearing that every video, huh? Um, Marcus McGee is 33 years old, uh, 5'8", with a 69-inch reach. He is 7-1 and 1-0 and 1 and in the UFC, and he is a minus 425 favorite. And, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy being only a second fight in the UFC, but there is good reasoning for it, I guess. Um, you know, he's he's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. He has six wins by knockout, one by submission. Um, all of his wins have been by finish. He's very exciting, very fun to watch. He came in on short notice and made Journey Newsom look like he didn't belong in the UFC. Um, he's very powerful and explosive. You know, he's a good size for a, for a bantamweight. Uh, very good striking, throws hard calf kicks. His takedown defense has held up so far. And, uh, you know, he's, he's very fast, throws nice combinations. Um, he's definitely going to have the power advantage and the striking advantage in this fight, no doubt about that. And it really all comes down to is his takedown defense going to hold up against a guy with a, with a good wrestling background like J.P. Buys. Um, McGee does have decent, decent jiu-jitsu, uh, but he, he prefers to strike. And they haven't, they haven't been able to see much of McGee's jiu-jitsu off of his back. So that's, a, that's still up in the air as far as I'm concerned. Um, he's taking on J.P. Buys. He is 27 years old, 5'5", uh, five, five with a 67-inch reach. He is 9-5 and five and 0-3 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-325 favorite. And uh, he's got three wins by knockout, five by submission. All of his wins have been by finish as well. Uh, he just hasn't been able to get a win in the UFC. And, you know, to be fair, he has fought some pretty tough guys. You know, if you look at, you know, the three people he's lost to, Bruno Silva, um, Montel Jackson, uh, Cody Durden, you know, all tough guys. So, you know, when you look at it that way, it's not quite as bad as you think because nobody's beating those guys right now, you know. And, um, you know, it's uh, he's he's known for his wrestling, you know, but he just hasn't been able to really use it in the UFC yet. So I'm not totally convinced that it he is that great of a wrestler. But um, he's going to be at a serious size disadvantage here. And, uh, you know, this fight is at Bantamweight. Baez normally fights at uh, light, uh, Flyweight. And... I really feel for Baez, man. I'd love to see him get a win finally in the UFC, uh, but he has been finished in all three of his fights in the UFC. And if he wants to win this fight, he needs to go out there and go for takedowns immediately and use his wrestling. Because the bottom line is he is not going to have success on the feet against McGee. And as much as I hate it, man, as much as I wish I, JP could finally get a win in the UFC, I'm going to be picking McGee. Um, I think he wins by first-round knockout. And uh, that just sucks because JP... Uh, I'm sure he's a cool guy, you know. I hate to see him lose four in a row in the UFC and then, you know, get cut and have to work his way back, you know. Uh, anyways, next we got Brady Headstand taking on Demon Blackshear. And uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Blackshear, man. Well, actually, both of these guys. Um, Brady is 24 years old. He is 5'8 with a 71 inch reach. He is 7 and 2 and 2 and 1 in the UFC. And uh at the time of me doing my notes, the uh the odds weren't up on this fight. Uh but I will check right now just to see if they're up. Maybe I'll get lucky. I really want to see who the favorite is here, you know, and who the underdog is cuz it's an interesting fight, you know. I'll check on I'll check on Bet Online. See if that one see if that has it. 
No, it's still not on here, man. It's not on there. I'll check Bovada as well. Which this fight's been up the whole time. I don't understand why they don't have the lines out for it. Um, doesn't make sense, man. Yeah, it's not on. Not on Bovada either, as far as I can tell. Oh well, man. This is one that I would actually be interested in having some action on too. Um. So yeah, no odds. Um, I took Brady as an underdog in his last fight, and it paid off. Um, but he was losing that fight in the first two rounds. Um, uh, Denab uh, Bakhtari was was catching him with some good shots and dropped him a few times. Uh, Brady does have three wins by knockout, two by submission. He has pretty good takedowns. Um, he usually goes out there and gets the takedowns in every fight. You know, he always does. And uh, in the Tercios fight, he was falling into a lot of submissions, but he did defend them all pretty well. You know, he's never been submitted. Um, his striking is really wild. He wings a lot of big shots. Um, he does get hit quite a bit. And, uh, you know, really he kind of won his last fight just on having the better conditioning at the end of round three. You know, the fight was almost over. He was probably going to lose the decision and he was able to get the win with like 45 seconds left in the fight. And, um, he just kind of had more to give at the end of the third round. So, uh, he's got good conditioning, good cardio. Um, he's a pretty big guy for, for Bantamweight. And, uh, you know, he kind of, uh, He's been working on his kicks a lot, and he moves side to side now. Um, something he didn't do, you know, earlier on in his career. He moves side to side and draws his opponents, you know, into his kicks. And he was having a lot of success with them, you know, in his last fight. Um, he switches back and forth from southpaw to orthodox a lot. Um, good jujitsu. Um, he's probably going to have the wrestling advantage in this fight, but um, and I think he'll probably have to use it to get the win here. But that can be pretty tricky because Blackshear is dangerous everywhere. He's very experienced, very talented. And uh, Blackshear is uh, 20, 29 years old, 5'10 with a 72-inch reach. He is 13, 5-1, and 1, and 1, 1, and 1 in the UFC. Uh, yeah, his first fight was against, um, who was that? Uh, Yusuf Zalal. And I thought, he, I, thought, uh, I thought he clearly won that fight, but it was a draw. And uh, then he fought uh, Farid Basarat, you know, really tough guy. And uh, that was his his loss in the UFC. And then his last time out, he looked great. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, I took Blackshear also as an underdog in his last fight. And he won very impressively. He beat that guy everywhere the fight went and got the finish via ground and pound. Um, he's very well-rounded. His striking's looked a lot better uh, than, it, than it has earlier in his career. It looked better than ever. And uh, he has two wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. He is very dangerous on the ground. He's a very good grappler. Um, the only thing I can say bad about this guy is that there have been times where he was just a little bit too comfortable, you know, being on his back, you know, looking for subs. And, uh, and, and whenever he did do that, you know, he gave away rounds that way. And, uh, unfortunately in the UFC, you know, they don't really ever score guys that are constantly going for submissions or anything. And, uh, like I said, his loss was to a Basarat brother. Both those guys were undefeated. Um, he made a pretty good account himself in that fight as well. Uh, he's going to have a one inch reach advantage. Um, really nice Muay Thai. He checks kicks very well. Um, he has good wrestling, fights well in the clinch, great submission defense. He's never been submitted either. Um, very fast, throws nice long combinations, doesn't overexert himself on the feet. And uh, you know, he has very good sweeps. He uses his Kimura really well to sweep and get top position. Uh, very dangerous with that. And uh, I think Blackshear is very talented, man. This could be a close fight because of the wrestling of Headstead. Maybe maybe he's getting the takedowns and, and Blackshear's doing you know more damage. Um, could go... 
could be close, could go either way, man. But I'm going to be picking Blackshear to get the win. Uh, and just because Brady hasn't been getting finished, I'm going to say by decision. Um, but, you know, it, anything could happen, man. And Blackshear is very exciting. Looking forward to that, to this fight a lot. Next up, we got Francis Marshall take on Isaac Dolgarian. And uh, Francis Marshall is uh, 24 years old, 5'9", with a 72-inch reach. He is 7-1 and 1-1 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus-185 favorite. Um, he's got one knockout and four submission wins on his record. Um, he's coming off a split decision loss in his last fight where... You know, he kind of just didn't use his wrestling quick enough in that fight. He started using it in the third round, and it wasn't enough to get him the decision. Um, you know, he's a big guy for featherweight. He's very powerful and explosive. Um, you know, he made his debut, you know, knocking out Marcelo Rojo, who's a very tough guy, um, very experienced guy. And you know, Francis has fought the way tougher competition out of these two guys. He's a very good wrestler. Um, I think he may have fell in love a little bit with his hands after the Rojo knockout. Um, and it cost him in his last fight. You know, he was fighting a very good kickboxer, and he shouldn't have been out there striking with him. He should have been using his wrestling, you know. So um, he needs to uh, he needs to go out there and stick with what he's good at here, you know. I mean, go out there, get the takedowns, you know. And if, and if he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to lose two in a row in the UFC, man, because then automatically you're just pushed to the back burner, you know. So uh, and he's fighting a, a guy who's debuting here, so he's expected to be, you know, on point and and get this win easily. But I don't know if that's going to be the case. Um, he's taking on Isaac Dolgarian. He is 27 years old, 5'7". Uh, we don't have a reach on him. Um, he's 5-0. and This is going to be his UFC debut, and he's a plus-155 underdog. And, uh, you know, all of his wins have been by finish, both KOs and submissions, and hasn't really fought that much tough competition yet until his last fight. He beat a guy that was 7-2, and two, you know, in his last fight, and... Yeah, that guy was like six foot four, and he's five seven. So it was a very impressive win. How he was able to go out there and just run through that guy very quickly. Um, he's a very good wrestler himself, man, and great jujitsu. Very heavy ground and pound. You know, there's a lot to like with this guy, man. And you know, he, he hasn't been in a close fight yet. He's been dominant all the way through, and um, you know, he's going to have a speed advantage here. And it may very well be that you know both these guys wrestling is going to cancel each other out, and the fight will play out on the feet. And uh, if that's the case, I feel like Dolgarian may have a you know a pretty good shot at it. You know he's going to have the speed advantage. Um, he is he is going to be quite a bit smaller, but um, I don't know, man. It works well for him. He's very fast. And he hits very hard. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take a shot on the dog here, man. And and I'm gonna pick Isaac to get the win. Um, as far as a method of victory, he's won all of his fights by finish. So I mean, you want to go with a finish. Um, I'll say round two submission. Maybe he hurts Marshall and jumps on a choke or something to that extent, man. Um, should be a very fun fight, though, man. Next up, we got uh, Maserat Ruiz taking on uh, Jacqueline Amorum. And uh, Ruiz is 30 years old, um, five, five foot tall with a 61-inch reach. She is ten and two, and one and one in the UFC, and she's a plus a plus two fifty underdog. Um, she's got two wins by knockout, uh, three by submission on her record. She's going to be a major um, at a major size and reach disadvantage here, which she, that's pretty much all of her fights, you know. And her record isn't really all that bad, so she must find ways to make it work. Um, 
I'm a fan of this lady's just simply because she has a Captain Spaulding tattoo on her leg. Uh, that's like one of my favorite characters ever of any, you know, movie or whatever. So uh, respect for that, man. And, you know, she has decent wrestling. She kind of like forces people to the ground, you know, with like a headlock type takedown. Uh, just grabs them by the neck and kind of puts all of her weight into the front and pulls them right down. And she's very good at holding people in that position. Um, you know, she was a seven-time Mexico, Mexico uh, wrestling champion. Uh, seems to be very, very strong, very good at holding her opponents down. Uh, she pushes a real tough pace. Um, she does wing shots pretty wildly. Uh, she kind of does that just to close the distance and get a hold of you. Um, her striking, you know, it's, it's because of that, you know, she rushes in a little too much and may run into shots. Uh, which is how she lost the Amanda Lamos fight, um, which I really don't hold that fight against her because Lamos has gone on to do great things since, and uh, she's proved to be very tough. Um, it has been almost two years since we, uh, you know, since we saw Marie's fought, uh, Marie's Ruiz, <laughs> Ruiz fight. Um, I'm just hoping she's been working on her striking in that time, man, and you know, making the little improvements that she that she needs. So, um, she is very small, man, for for a. You know, there's not a smaller weight class in the UFC for her. She could probably, you know, fight down at a lower weight. So, uh, she's taking on Jacqueline Memorum. She is 28 years old, 5'3", with a 67.5-inch reach. She is 6-1 and 0-1 and and in the UFC, and she's a minus 310 favorite. Which is crazy. Uh, that she could be that big of a favorite with, especially with the way she looked in her last fight. Um... She's got one win by knockout, five by, uh, five by submission. All of her wins have been by finish. Um, and I got to say, I, like I said, I just don't understand this. Um, you know, she just lost to Sam Hughes, and Sam used her wrestling to get the win. And that's what Ruiz is good at, wrestling. And, uh, you know, anyways, Amorim has great jiu-jitsu. She's going to be the better striker of these two probably, um, at least over the Ruiz we saw a few years ago. And uh, all of Amorim's wins have come in the first round. She did gas out badly um, against Sam Hughes. And uh, there's not much more to say here, honestly. I just, I don't like the line at all. You know, if Amorum, once Amorum gets out of round one, she starts trying to pull guard because she's gassed out. You know, it's not a good look. And uh, she's very good for the first round. But that's that seemed to be all she had in her last fight. So um, if the price was way lower, I would pick Amorum to get a first round finish, but not for this price. So um, I'm going to take Ruiz to get the win. Uh, wouldn't get heavily invested in this fight at all. Might put it in a Hail Mary parlay, but... Um, I'm going to say that Amorim probably has a, a good round one, and then uh, Ruiz takes over for the next two rounds and uh, wins the decision, man. So I just can't go with Amorim at that big of a price after what – if you watch the tape on her last fight, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, next up, we got Lando Venata taking on Mike Breeden. Uh, Lando is 31 years old, 5'9", uh, with a 71-inch reach. He is 12-7-2. and two. And four seven and two in the UFC, he's a minus two sixty favorite. This is another line I don't really understand. Um, obviously, not quite as inflated as the other one, but neither of these guys have really looked all that good recently. And if you look at the wins that Lando has in the UFC, they haven't been over anybody good really. I mean, uh, I don't think any of them are in the UFC anymore. I guess is what I mean. Um, obviously, they were good enough to make it to the UFC. Obviously, they could kick my ass. Probably, I'm old now, so. Um, uh, where was I at? Oh, yeah, he has four wins by knockout, five by submission. He's been submitted twice in the UFC, um, but he has never been knocked out. Um, he made a decent account of himself against a very talented uh, Daniel Zellhuber his last time out. Um, he landed some good shots. He had his moments. He almost got he got hit with everything in the first round and was able to survive and end up going to a decision. 
Uh, Lando's going to have a one-inch reach advantage here. He's very fast. His striking's gotten a lot better, you know, in the last few years. Um, just hasn't gotten the results he's been looking for, you know, and um, he's gotten a lot better at using his kicks. He switches stances back and forth to set up his kicks. Um, he's very hard to keep down if you do get him down. Uh, made lots of improvements, man. He just hasn't gotten the results that he's been looking for. Like I said, and he's been jumping up and down weight classes trying to find, you know, where he feels best at. And uh, just hadn't been able to get the wins yet, man. And this is going to be at, uh, at lightweight. And, uh, you know, he was using his calf kicks very well last time out. He's pretty good at slipping punches, you know, to close the distance and get the clinch. And, and he was creating angles very well in that fight. You know, after uh, he survived the onslaught in the first round, he was landing some good shots. Uh, it, he does really look like he's made a lot of improvements. You know, he just hasn't got the wins. Um, he's taking on Mike Breeden. He is 34 years old, uh, 5'10 with a 70-inch reach. He is 10-5 and 0-2 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-200 underdog. Uh, he has eight wins by knockout, no wins by submission. Um, he's never been submitted either. Uh, you know, his losses have been to pretty tough guys. Nathan Levy is undefeated in the UFC, and, you know, Alex Hernandez is very powerful. He catches guys sometimes. Um, he's taken a year off to work on himself after his last loss. He's very fast and explosive. Um, has pretty good takedown defense. He pushes a really tough pace in the first round. Um, he had a good first round against Natan Levy, but he appeared to kind of slow down quite a bit after that and uh, got dominated the next two rounds. Um, you know, this fight could probably go either way, but uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think I'll get invested in this fight at that price uh, on on Venata, but I will pick him to get the win. I'll say Lando gets the win by second round knockout. Next up, we got Josh Frim taking on Jamie Pickett. <clears throat> this is another fight that you're kind of like, who cares? You know, like, I actually thought pretty highly of Josh Friend you know, until he lost his first two fights in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, Josh Friend is. 29 years old, 6'4", with a 76-and-a-half-inch reach. He is 10-4 and four and 1-2 and two in the UFC, and he's a minus 300 favorite. Uh, you know, once again, neither of these guys have looked particularly good, you know, lately. Um, you know, Frem did beat um, Cedricus Dumas his last time out, but uh, Dumas just kind of showed to be very inexperienced. You know, he didn't have a whole lot of fights. And uh, he made a lot of mistakes that Frim was able to uh, use his grappling advantage, you know, to get the win uh, and the submission. And uh, he's got he's a big guy, man. He's got four wins by knockout, four by submission. I mean, he has very nice chokes, throws a lot of kicks to the, uh, you know, kind of like picket guys at range uh, with his long legs. And, uh, you know, he looked great his last time out. But, man, you know, I know everybody thinks Jamie Pickett's, you know, really bad or whatever. And But, you know, Jamie Pickett's been in the UFC. He's fought a lot of tough guys, you know, and. Um, you know, he's a lot more experienced than Cedricus Dumas. So, I mean, you got to at least give him that. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's not really a whole lot more to say on that, on, on that. Uh, he's taking on Jamie Pickett, uh, 34 years old, 6'2", with an 80 inch reach. He is 13 and 13 and nine and two and five in the UFC. He's a plus 225 underdog. Uh, he's going to have a three and a half inch reach advantage, eight wins by knockout, one by submission on his record. Um, uh, He's on a three-fight losing streak. His wins haven't been over anybody good either. Um, I mean, I guess Jamie is always live for a knockout. He does hit hard. Uh, I kind of want to pick him because every time I pick Fremd, he, he loses. But, um, but I'll go with Fremd here, I guess. You know, uh, I'll take it a win by submission. Not super confident in it at all. Um, 
lot of risk there, you know, at that price for not much value on, on Fremd. Um, I kind of like to see Jamie Pickett win, honestly. You know, he's got, he takes, he took that fight with Bo Nickel, you know, knowing he had almost no chance. He's a tough guy. He's not scared of anybody. So, um, it'd be cool to see him win, but I'll tell, I'll pick Josh Fremd. Next up, we got Khalil Roundtree taking on Chris Dawkins. Uh, this fight was supposed to happen, um, not too long ago, maybe a month ago. Um, Khalil is 33 years old. He is 6'1 with a 74 inch reach. He is 12 and 6. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm reading the wrong stuff. Um, Chris Dawkins <laughs> Chris Dawkins is 33 years old, uh, 6'3 with a 76 inch reach. He is 12 and 6 and 4 and 3 in the UFC. And he was uh, plus 172 underdog. I don't know why I did that backwards on my notes, but I did them out of order. Um, so I was a big fan of the Dawkins brothers, man. It's kind of sad how things went downhill for them. Uh, you know, Kyle kind of had a mixed bag of wins and, and losses and is now no longer with the promotion. Um, Chris had a good run, you know, winning four in a row by knockout, you know, when he came in. Um, they pushed him to the top of the division really fast. And, you know, now he's on a three-fight losing streak, all knockouts. I mean... This is going to be his light heavyweight debut. You know, he always was. He would come in weighing like 230, so um, I always kind of thought he should be at light heavyweight anyway. Um, you know, but once again, they're not doing him any favors here. You know, he's he's, uh, he's taking on another guy that's, that's you know, a knockout artist. And, yeah, I just don't know, man. I think it, they should have given him a little, something a little bit easier for, for his light heavyweight debut if they really want him to get back on track. But maybe they don't care. Um got heavy hands he has 10 wins by knockout on his record i mean he has very good boxing he's always been pretty small heavyweight so um that gave him a speed advantage you know at heavyweight i'm just not sure if that's going to carry over you know down at light heavyweight you know with the smaller guys um he fights very well in the clinch with his elbows and his punches uh dirty boxing um puts out good volume good combinations um it's hard for me to give you much more than that seeing you know he either goes out and gets the quick knockout or he gets knocked out so I haven't got to see his ground game. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing him at light heavyweight. I hope he does well. Um, he is going to have a two-inch reach advantage. Um, and he's taking on Khalil Roundtree. He is 33 years old, 6'1", with a 74-inch reach. He is 11-5 and 7-5-1 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus 215 favorite. And, uh, yeah, Roundtree is on a good run, you know, even though I think he robbed uh, – uh, he robbed uh, J Dustin Jacoby in his last fight. Um, he's got big power in his hands, you know, nasty elbows and knees. Um, we've seen him take guys out with kicks, you know, very good Muay Thai. Um, Khalil has really put it together lately, man. And, you know, he used to have fights where he would go out and kind of like not throw enough volume or he would hurt guys and let them off the hook. Uh, but his past three, he's been locked in, man. He's, he's looked really good. And, uh, yeah, even though I think he lost the Jacoby fight, you know, he was probably landing the more powerful shots while Jacoby was doubling him up on strikes, so maybe that's why the fight went that way. It was close. Um, he's very strong and very explosive. Seems like a real nice guy. Um, we've seen him struggle at times of wrestling, but I don't think that's a worry for him here. Doggis isn't known to go for takedowns. Um, he counters very well. Uh, you know, he's, he's at his... Khalil's at his best whenever he's the one pushing forward and pushing the pace and keeping his opponents on the back foot. And I really want Dawkins to win this fight, man. I'm a fan of his, um, but I have to go with Roundtree, you know, and if Chris wins this fight, I'll start jumping back on the, you know, the bandwagon with everybody again and stuff like that. 
Um, but I got to take Roundtree to get the win, and I'm going to say he gets the win by knockout. Um, I think the safest bets for this fight are, um, would be the, uh, the under two and a half or under one and a half, one of those. Uh, probably under one and a half would be a safe bet on this fight. I don't know what those prices look like, but I'll check later on. Maybe I'll post it on my Instagram if I decide to go with that bet. <clears throat> Next up, we got Tafan Nchukwe taking on AJ Dobson. And Tafan is 28 years old, uh, six foot tall with a 77 inch reach. He is six and three and two and three in the UFC, and he's a minus 143 favorite. He's got four wins by knockout, none by submission. Um, he's going to have an inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, his record doesn't look really good on paper, man, but you know he's only lost to really good fighters. And you know, and to be fair, you know he was uh, he was dominating the Merzikanov fight before he got caught, you know, in the third round and. He's very powerful. He has good kickboxing. Uh, uses a lot of feints to open up his power shots. He's really good at ripping the body. Um, he'll rip the body and come over with the head kick. It's a slick combination he does. Um, he will have the striking advantage in this fight, in my opinion. But uh, you know, he fights very good in the clinch with his dirty boxing. Throws hard kicks to the body. Um, I like to see guys who invest in the body a lot, man. It's really beneficial, you know, to uh, to slow your opponent down with body shots and. Uh, he has pretty good takedown defense. I'm really interested to see him, you know, against a little bit lower level of competition. Uh, the last two people that Ninjukwe fought were, you know, world-class, you know, kickboxers. And and uh, this is going to be a little bit more level playing field, I guess, for this fight. Um, he's taking on A.J. Dobson. He is 31 years old, 6'1", with a 76-inch reach. He is 6-2 and 0-2 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-117 underdog. And uh, Dobson has two wins by knockout, three by submission. Um, he hasn't really looked that good in the UFC, man. Um, you know, in the Malcoon fight, he got out-wrestled and had, you know, he had a little success with his hands in the first round. Um, but eventually, Malcoon was able to get the takedowns, control him. Um, he's very athletic, uh, heavy hands, kind of kind of questionable cardio um, as far as, like, the third round goes. Um, he has smooth striking, just hasn't had success in the UFC with it yet. And... Uh, you know, he's very fast. He throws good combinations, lots of kicks. He has a wrestling background. Um, you know, I could definitely tell that there's a lot of talent there, and he has had moments where he's looked really impressive. Um, I mean, I, I can't really see why he's an underdog. You know, he's never – or I guess I do see why he's an underdog because he's never had a win in the UFC. But, um, he is very athletic and very fast. And uh, it's not like he's been getting finished or anything either. You know, it's been decision losses. Uh, I think I'm going to take the plus money on A.J. Dobson. Um, I think his speed and his athleticism will, will get him a win in this fight. I think he's going to be a lot, a little bit, I think he'll probably be faster than Nchukwe, you know, after watching the tape, you know, he's very, very snappy with his strikes and stuff. I think he'll, he'll get the win here. Um, and I guess I'm going to go with by decision since Nchukwe hasn't really been, well, I guess he did get finished in his last fight, but Dobson hasn't been finishing anybody lately. So, um, next up we got Pollyanna Viana taking on. Uh, Yasmin Lucindo and uh, uh, Viana is 31 years old, uh, five five with a 67 inch reach. She is 13 and five, and four and four in the UFC, and she's a plus 160 favorite, or sorry, plus plus 160 underdog. And uh, Viana has been around quite a while, man. She's she's very experienced. Five wins by knockout, eight by submission. Um, all of her wins have been by finish, and uh, you know hasn't really hasn't really beat anybody I would call like super impressive or high level. But 
Um, she has great jujitsu. She's going to have a one inch reach advantage. Uh, but what is impressive is that she's got, you know, she's a finisher and there's not a lot of women out there with that many finishes or that all their wins have been by finish. So that's impressive. Um, she's going to want to use her ground game to get the win in this fight. Uh, she's not going to want to fight on the feet with Lucindo. Uh, you know, she's a little bit too flat footed in her striking and, uh, She's very dangerous off of her back, really nice arm bars and triangle chokes, and I think that's how she's going to have to get the win in this fight, man. Um, Lucinda is definitely a better striker. Uh, and Lucinda is <clears throat> only 21 years old, uh, 5'3 with a 66-inch reach. She is 14-5 and 1-1 and one and one in the UFC, and she's a minus-197 favorite. And uh, Yasmin's a very good striker. She throws everything big and, and all her power into all her shots. And she can actually keep it up through three rounds. She doesn't really get gassed out doing it, which is surprising. But And, uh, yeah, she's young. She's going to constantly be improving. Um, if she keeps this fight on the feet, man, where she can she can definitely get the win, but I don't think she needs to go to the ground with Viana. Um, Yasmin has been submitted three times, and uh, she's never fought someone as good on the ground as Viana. And uh, I like Lucindo's boxing, man. She throws a ton of volume, very aggressive, pushes a tough pace. Um, she would probably be even better, man, if she would kind of, you know, straighten up her shots, you know, uh, those, you know, straighten up some of her punches and throw, you know, um, not as many just huge hooks and stuff like that, even though she can keep it up and she's had success with it. Um, she, she throws vicious combinations. She's very fast. Uh, she has eight wins by knockout, two by submission. And, uh, this is actually a tough pick, man. This is kind of a striker versus grappler fight. And normally I would say go with the grappler. Um, I do like Lucindo a lot, man. I just kind of worried a bit for her here. Um, I don't want her to go to the ground with Viana. Um, I'm going to pick Lucindo to get the win. Uh, but if it goes to the ground, might want to just, you know, live bet <laughs> Viana. Because uh, uh, Viana will submit her if, if she goes to the ground with her. And uh, But Lucindo does have pretty good takedown defense. And I'll take her to get the win by decision. Next up, we got the co-main event. Cub Swanson versus Hakeem Dawadu. And uh, Cub is 39 years old. He's almost 40 now, man. That's crazy. Um, 39 years old, 5'8", with a 70-inch reach. He is 28-13 and 13 and 13-9 and in the UFC. He's a plus 210 underdog. And, uh, yeah, Cub's a veteran, man. He's well-rounded. He's always laughed for a knockout. He has 12 knockouts on his record and five, five wins by submission. Um, he's very powerful. I hate having to talk about him, you know, like this because I've been such a fan of his for so long. But you know, let's kind of face it that you know he's on his way out. You know, he's been in the UFC since 2011, and uh, you know, he has great striking. He just seemed to kind of slow down a bit, you know. And uh, even though he knocked out Darren Elkins, but Darren isn't really that good, at least with his striking, uh, you know. So it's not surprising that he knocked him out to me. Um, you know, it's. Uh, We've seen Cub kind of, you know, struggle with the calf kicks in the last fight. He lost due to calf kicks, and, uh, you know, it just ha hasn't really looked all that good, man, lately. And um, I would like to see Cub win this fight, but I just I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, this isn't the kind of fight he should be taking at this point in his career. You know, he should be fighting other, you know, older veterans, you know, of the UFC, in my opinion. Um, he's taking on Hakeem Dawadu. He is 32 years old, 5'8", uh, with a 72-inch reach. He is 13-3-1 and 6-3 and in the UFC, and he's a minus-250 favorite. 
He's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. He's a very credentialed Muay Thai fighter. He went uh, 42-5 and five as a Muay Thai fighter and uh, great striking. Um, he did lose, you know, pretty badly to Julian Arosa, but I think he had a really bad weight cut for that one. He couldn't make weight, and it just kind of sapped his cardio out, and he didn't look like himself. Uh, he's got seven wins by knockout, and, you know, most of his fights in the UFC have gone to decision. He's been fighting pretty safe. Um, very technical with his striking. Uh, he's very... Very fast, uses good, uses good push kicks and calf kicks, uh, which will serve him well in this fight since, you know, we've seen Cub get finished with leg kicks and kicks to the body in some of his last few fights. So uh, I expect Dawadu to take advantage of that. Um, he throws a really wide variety of strikes, good elbows in the clinch. I think he's better everywhere here. Um, you know, but if Cub was in his prime, it would be a different story. But uh, I'm going to be taking Dawadu to get the win by KO due to body shots or body shots like a kick to the liver. Um as far as a round, we'll say round two. Next up, we got the main event. Vicente Luque taking on Rafael Dos Anjos. And Luque is 31 years old, 5'11", with a 76-inch reach. He is 21, 9-1, and 14-5 and and in the UFC. He's a plus-105 underdog. Uh, he's gonna have a six-inch reach advantage here, man. He's he's the bigger guy, you know. He's the more natural welterweight. Uh, Dos Anjos makes 155 all the time. Uh, Luque has 11 wins by knockout and eight by submission. You know, primarily known for his striking, uh, but he does have a really good darts choke. And uh, his last two wins were 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 uh, with darts chokes. And uh, he's coming off his first knockout loss ever to Jeff Neal. Um, before that, he got out grappled by Bilal, Bilal Muhammad, and. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of really impressive wins on his record, man. If we look at his record, you know, that's why up until... I don't think he's ever been an underdog in the UFC, you know, in his entire career. Uh, he's got wins over Michael Chiesa, Tyrone Woodley. Randy, he knocked Randy Brown out. Uh, Nico Price uh, lost to Stephen Thompson. Uh, he beat Mike Mike Perry, uh, Derek Krantz, Brian Barberina, Jalen Turner, um, Chad Laprise. Nico Price again. Uh, he, he fought Leon Edwards to a decision. Uh, he beat Bilal Muhammad back in the day. Uh, Hector Obina. You know, he's fought a lot of tough guys, man. He's had a very good, very good career in the UFC, man. So um, I guess I do understand why, you know, why he's never been an underdog in any of his fights. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, he... Hasn't really looked like himself in his last few fights, man. He's he's got a lot of really impressive wins, but just hasn't looked like himself. And and in his last two fights, you know he he's a very well-rounded Muay Thai guy. Uh, Jeff Neal was able to beat him with superior boxing, and uh, you know Luke's got you know dangerous knees and elbows, uh, great calf kicks, and uh, he's very skilled, man. It's just like I said, his last few fights, he just has not looked like himself, and. Uh, you know, this is going to be a fight where his takedown defense is going to have to hold up. Um, his gas tank's going to have to hold up. And he definitely is the better striker here, and he could definitely get a knockout in this fight. Um, but are we seeing, you know, another Tony Ferguson-esque drop-off here, you know, where Tony wins 12 fights in a row and then loses six straight or or whatever, and, you know, or, or is Luke going to come out and get the win, you know? Um, if I was going to bet Luke, I would bet him by knockout for sure. Um you know, we know Dos Anjos is just going to push him up against the cage and try to wear on him or, and get him down. Um, 
He's taken on Rafael Dos Anjos. He is 38 years old, 5'8", with a 70-inch reach. He is 32-14 and 14 and 21-12 and 12 in the UFC. And he's a minus two, 125 favorite. And, uh, and he's been in the UFC since 2008, man. He's still very competitive. Uh, went to a fifth round with uh, Rafael Faziv. Um, he's a former champion. You know, he's got great grappling, great submissions. Five wins by knockout, 11 by submission. You know, he's very good at what he does, man. He smothers guys up against the cage and dominates in the clinch. And, uh, you know, he does his best work when he's pushing forward. You know, he has really, uh, as far as his striking goes, and uh, he has great takedowns, double legs and trips, world-class jiu-jitsu, a really good arm triangle. Um, you know, great elbows in tight, very good ground and pound, and, and great cardio. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy because if Luque's last two fights hadn't happened, he would be a huge favorite in this spot. And uh, when it comes down to it, it's just, will Luque's, you know, will Luque be big and, big and strong enough to keep Rafael off of him and keep the fight on the feet? Uh, this is going to be a five-round fight, and that's going to benefit uh, Dos Anjos. And uh, I kind of want to pick Vicente Luque, man. I really do. But I'm going to pick Dos Anjos to get the win. Um, I'm going to say he wins by submission in round three. Um, Luque may have success early, but I think eventually the uh, pressure and the and the grappling of Dos Anjos is going to take over. So, um, but yeah, that's it for my for my picks. Um, as far as my bets go, I didn't have time today to make the flyers. Um, let's just say I didn't feel like making the flyers to post on here, but I will tell you uh, what my bets are for this card. And uh, so, first up on my as far as a single play, I only have one. Uh, I got a three unit play on Hakeem Daladu. And um, then I have a two-fight parlay that is Bidet and Roundtree, and that's a plus 121, and um, that's a one-unit play. And uh, as far as parlays go, I've got Dawadu, Bidet, Roundtree, and that's plus 210. And then I made I added McGee and Dos Anjos to that. That's plus 597. And then I added... Dobson in Venata, which is plus 1,996. And then I added Santos and Dolgarian, and that's 89, uh, plus 89 and 89, or 8,989, not 8989. Um, and that's it as far as that, you know, uh, as far as the bets go. Um, if the more stuff comes up, I'll make the flyers, and I'll put them in all my stuff so you guys can see them. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I really appreciate it, man, and uh, – Thank you guys for listening to me, and please like and subscribe. Y'all have a good one.